problems. Your problems make my, my dick soft. Will you re-record that? Yeah, that was um, one of my early, early hits. Hmm. You know, when I used to sing more hmm. R&B shit and whatnot. Um, what was that band called? That was uh, Sexual Assault. That was the first band I was in in, hmm. uh, in high school. Your okay. problems, your problems make my dick soft. And then oh, I, like that. I did a remix version with Jada T, my uh, college group. Jada T, that's the one I'm familiar. I'm, I'm oh, familiar yeah. with that album. Yeah, Jada T had. Um, I mean that that definitely took off more. That was yeah. That was really my wheelhouse. Oh, you felt you felt that you really came into your stride. Oh yeah, I mean if I you know hadn't moved and hadn't gone through the whole the surgery, I, I would still be singing today. Right. Know? Remember like that R. Kelly interview we saw where he referred to himself and his past self. He was like, back oh. then that was some R. Kelly classics. Right. And now I've, he said I've even topped myself. Right. Like this is this right. R. Kelly is better than R. Kelly. <laughs> You know, do you feel that way about your comedy albums? Um, I mean, this Tom Segura is like, it's a, it's like he's even funnier than Tom. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. Like, I think if Tom now mm. were to listen to Tom, then he'd be like, "That's funny," but check out my new shit, man. Check out new Tom. You have to refer to yourself. Uh, new Tom, in third person, right? is is looking back at old Tom, be like, "Oh, I see what you were doing, <laughs> but look what I'm doing now." Yeah, and new I, Christina always likes. Christina's husband. Oh, Christina's right. Christina's husband's doing. But I wonder if Tom. Christina's husband has a preference over which Tom she likes. Um, I like them all. Oh, that's good. Can I just tell you, we're here um, setting up this uh, this new episode we're about to drop on these people. Oh, boy. And I just got back from Flappers oh, Comedy Club, and all the, these mommies came out to the show. So cool, and uh, I just want to say thank you. Like they were awesome. We have the best fans, the best and fans. So I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you to each and every one of you that came out and supported. And you guys were awesome audience, and uh, I just I really appreciate it. So thanks and, for doing. Yeah, it. and can I say some some mommies tweeted at me and were like, "Are you going to be in Flappers?" Uh, and yeah. unfortunately, I I did a show in downtown, Called so I couldn't. Holy go. fuck! <laughs> Holy fuck! Yeah. But I'm so glad you guys came out and supported Tom. Yes. Um, that really means it. a lot. Thank you, guys. Yeah, really. You guys are the best. A lot of love. Um, and so, look, we're going we're gonna to make this short and sweet. Um, please check out our friends at allthingscomedy.com. It is our home. It is the place that we... It's, it's headquarters, right? It's where we fold our jeans and put them up at night. And we put them up away and, and we make sure the crease is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who I recommend that you check out this week? Mm. Uh, we may have said him before, but how about go check out Tom Rhodes? Oh, Tom Rhodes. We had him and the mommy down the other day. <laughs> um, can I tell you, our Tom Rhodes episode started off pretty tame and I feel like it, we went on a crazy train. It, it was, was so much fun. There, the wine came out. Yeah. Um, Tom Rhodes drank about four double espressos. Yeah, yeah. And then he drank about a half a bottle of wine with us. Yeah, he was fun. And it, it went off the rails. It was so much fun. I want to hang out with that dude all the time. All day, every day, and his cool wife. Um, but yeah, so this episode here, um, I think you're really going to enjoy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a crazy train of its own. We had to split it up in two parts, and people are like, why the fuck are you doing two parts? <laughs> well, because first of all, it's super long, and people don't listen to entire episodes when they're that long. Some of you are like, I would, but guess what? You're not everybody. <laughs> and we know this because we have the data 
and it doesn't support that theory. So We have the data. We got all the data. And so, also, don't you feel like this episode, Yoshi, we gave him free reign. Oh, my God. Did we ever. it went places that oh. we weren't even expecting this Holy episode. Holy shit, this guy. This went um, places that made us uncomfortable. We yeah. we did a little therapy. Oh my god! We we it's did really a lot. it's bananas. Yeah. So here's uh, episode eighty eight, part one. <laughs> Enjoy it. Enjoy. And it. in a couple days, we're not going to make you wait long. We will release part two of the craziest shit we've ever had in the Mommy Dome. Oh, and visual aids because Yoshi brought a visual aid. We're going to put that on the website so that you guys can see what we got to see. There you go. Yeah. Bye, jeans. Bye, mommy. Rolling. <laughs> Silly gooses, geeses, Silly mooses, mises. All right. Um, jeans. Yes. Why don't you tell people where they can see you? Well, little mommies, I'm going to be at the San Jose Improv in San Jose, California, January 3rd through 6th of 2013. Wow. And then at the Kansas City Improv in Kansas City. Uh, January 24th through 27th. I'm looking to next year. Bam, that's the way to do it. And then um, I'm going to be with you in San Francisco. Yes, that is December 21st through 23rd at Cobbs in San Francisco. But before that, I'm going to be this weekend, the 6th through the 8th, I'm going to be at the Laugh Shop in Calgary at the Blackfoot Inn, if you know where that is, off of that street. And then I'm going to be in Vegas at the, I think, L.A. Comedy Club. And then, yeah, Cobbs. And then the first week of 2013, since we're doing that, I'll be <laughs> at the Chicago Improv in Schaumburg. Schaumburg. I love Schaumburg. I'm going to be there January the 3rd through the 5th, I think. Can I recommend a dish to you? Sure. At the club? Yes. Do yourself a favor and get the Asiago chicken. Okay. It'll blow your asshole apart. So well, I like chicken. So that should be fine. <laughs> um, yeah, that's exciting. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. More like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office, and we have been saving so much money since switching over. And setting up a Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash mom. That's mintmobile.com slash mom. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash mom. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. With that out of the way, we also have some some interesting and exciting news Mm. from our store for the holidays. And this is a special thing we're doing just for the jeans out there. Merry Momsmas. That's right. That is, the Top Dog shirts are 25% off. Get out. They're on sale. So if you go 
to your mom's house podcast.com. You click on the store, you can get a top dog shirt for 25% off. That's going to be for the month of December, and it's just our way of saying, I love you, Mommy. I love you, and Merry Christmas, or Happy Hanukkah. here's another thing. We have the Wipe Down Collection, (laughs) which is the Top Dog shirt, all three albums. Your album, It's Hard Being a Person, my first album, Thrilled, White Girls with Cornrows, and your poster, all together. A glamour shot from Sears. That's everything. And then we have a brand new shirt. That we just signed off on. Are you ready? And it's an insiders only. We're calling the shirt for real mommies only. (laughs) That's so good because it is. It is. It's a list style shirt where Mm -hmm. it has the expressions, the phrases, some of the most popular phrases that have come out of this show. Mm -hmm. And it's done with a really cool design. Uh, by our our good friend Ash Otaki, mm-hmm. and uh, Ash, right? She Ashley, did she yeah. did an awesome job. Um, so right now you can pre-order that shirt. And I'll tell you what: if you get if you place the order this week before the weekend is over, I guarantee we will ship it out to you before Christmas. So that's a great Christmas present if you're a real mommy <laughs> for real mommies only. Yeah, get it if you are if you know that your spouse would love yeah. it because you guys both listen or your friends or whoever get one. And it's the uh, it's a super high quality shirt. Yeah, and, we don't um, fuck around with quality at your mom's no, house. Super nice shirt and uh it's only 20 bucks. Get out. For the shirt. So it's pretty cool. Please check that out at your mom's house podcast.com click on the store and we also have some additions in the mommy mail section if you want to check out some <laughs> some photos that maybe yes. you missed last week uh, yes. there's some there's some cool stuff to check out there i'm going to put my um my first couple of headshots i cannot wait my handsome boy modeling school i headshots. cannot wait <laughs> so are you ready to start the show dude i'm so, you guys have no idea we what have you're our in great right guest now. one of your favorites ever yoshi is back let's start the show meow, meow. <laughs> What's happening, hot stuff? His name is Long Duck Dong. Long Duck Dong. <laughs> Who is Randy? <laughs> Don't bring anyone loving to this. Your mom in the fucking stand! Welcome. Welcome to your mom's house with Tom Segura. Tom Segura. Christina Pajitsin. Christina Pajitsin. Welcome to your mom's house. Hmm. That's kind of low. What? Sound low to you? Do you hear popping? I hear popping and it sounded kind of low in my headphones. Weird, man. We got to fuck with this. I don't know. That's what sucks. Technology. What happened? Is it fucking Blue Band's fault? Maybe. Where's there, Blue Band? I don't even not, see him around. Well, he's not on the desk. That's he's, why he's uh, up there looking at us from his perch. He's ditching as usual. Um, anyways, well, we'll work on that. I'm sorry if there's any um, popping in your earbuds. Uh, we are overjoyed to bring back one of our favorite guests ever, oh and certainly one of your favorite guests, uh, Yoshi, the man, the myth, the legend is back in the studio. Thanks for coming in again, Yoshi. It's great to be back. Thanks, thanks for the invite. <laughs> yeah, man. Did um, I'm already laughing? This is a funny we, show. Did we you, love you. Did you like? We selected that special intro for you. Did you like it or? That was perfect. I, was I'm, I'm just glad you didn't do the what's I can't even say Gangnam style. Oh, oh no, that's lame. No, I would never play. I have I have other music selected for you. Because all the. Oh. <laughs> 
I like this hit. I think PSI is going to cover this one next, right? Psy? Is it PSY? Psy? How do you say it? Psy, that's it. I like him. He's great, but... This is the first year where Europeans stop calling me Jackie Chan. <laughs> Jesus. That, his music video is so popular. It's, it's so, so funny. Crazy. Yeah. Are they calling you Sai now? No, no, but I mean, they make talk about it. Like, wow. I had something to do with it. But um, <laughs> Now, can I tell you, I feel yeah. like this is an interesting topic. Like, right off the bat, I like, mm-hmm. to, I like to text. Cause I think about this sometimes. I feel like, do you kind of feel like that racist stuff, racism against Asians is more accepted among people like shit like that like you know I think yeah, I know where you're going with it you know what I'm saying like it's, like it's like okay to make fun of Asian yeah. people for some reason like I think a lot of people are like ah it's not a big deal you right. know you know I, I could... <laughs> sorry <laughs> go ahead I, I can't hear you over that hmm. I might be a wrong person to ask me that question well, because you're... I like racist stuff <laughs> to talk about right so I've right. been I've been called racist many times it doesn't bother me at all but that's why um, you're here, buddy. <laughs> but <laughs> I think the biggest problem is I think Asian people tolerate it. Tolerate it. There that. you go. Oh. They tolerate it more because no black person will tolerate that. That's shit. what I'm saying. Like um, they overreact sometimes. They definitely do. That's true. But they also, I think, as a as a whole, like pretty much more people are like, that's not cool if it's <laughs> if it's black. Well, racist or Mexican But here's stuff. why. But black especially were very sensitive because we never had Asian people as slaves. Right. That's probably why. Well, here's the thing. And I we would have worked harder. You guys would have worked. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. It would have been the you food guys be was great delicious. great slaves. Now, I went, to my, I went to my hairdresser yesterday mm-hmm. who's Mexican-American. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he says, he's like, wow, you guys live in kind of a white neighborhood. And he kept making fun of me like, yeah, yeah. oh, you love mayonnaise and you're a honky. And it didn't bother me. I thought it was no. really fun and amusing. And I was like, I kind of wish people would make fun of me more for being white. Because it kind of... It's kind of fun. It was fun. Like, I don't I understand when it. people don't like mayonnaise. Who I've heard that like? jab before. And they're like, oh, mayonnaise. I'm like, dude, Did you say you jab know? or jab? Jab. Jab. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making sure. But when they say that, I'm like, how do you not like mayonnaise, man? No. Mayonnaise is all... Do you like not like mayonnaise? I love mayonnaise. Asian people love mayonnaise. Mm. You, you, you know, though, that maybe the difference is when you're in position of power and when you're racist, you, you could inflict more pain. But I think I'm just not sensitive with that sort of things. I yeah. Um, I think... I think it's good to talk about that. Clear the air so everybody knows where you're coming from. Right. But I think some people are not comfortable with that. So has any has anyone ever done or said something where you're like, hey, I'm I'm offended, like something racially to you or done something like that where you're like, hey, man, that's not cool? <sighs> no, but if, if I'm with other Asian friends, then I, I might have to say that, but... I'm not speaking for oh, me right. because it really don't bother me at all. Um, because if it did let it get to me, I'm giving too much power to those people. That's you know? a there really you go. good point. And um, hey, Yoshi. Oh, <laughs> oh Tom, it's really insensitive. <laughs> now, Ali, you... that's that's the sound I make when I jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> when, um, when you're with a bunch of Asians, do you guys? Is there? I always ask. Like I asked this on stage when I was in Baltimore. I brought yeah. black people up on stage, mm-hmm. and I asked them. So, what do you say about white people? Like, what's the stuff that you talk shit about white people? Because it was an all black audience. Yeah, it was things. the most fun thing I've ever done. And the club afterwards was like. That's the craziest thing anyone's ever done here. What do they, ne- they say? Well, before I say what they said, I'm wondering. Oh, okay. I love it. Um, Asians, do you have like? Is there stuff that Asians would say 
like, you know, pretty much a generalization or universally do they say about white people? Like, what's, what are the stereotypes? Yeah, the do things? we smell? Is our behavior weird? Is, it, is there something like, oh, that's a white thing? <sighs> Be honest. Don't no, no, that. no! I'm not. Believe, believe me, being honest is not difficult. Now for I know no, that no. I know the black um, girls think that white girls are super easy. That we just give it up. I've heard that. Yeah, stereotype. I've heard that before too. Yeah. Which um, is true a lot. I I think I hear more about not the whites but um, the blacks and Latinos. I think. Yeah. What do you what do you what, what do you hear? What do you say? I'm on the Asian people. Yeah, yeah, among Asian people. Yeah, depends. I mean, if, you, if you're talking about old generation immigrants and so on and so forth, I mean, they they seem to have this stereotype about black people and crime and things like that. Oh, and yeah. I think to some extent, Latino, but I think they're just like they're dangerous. That's kind of their. That's what it seems like. Yeah. they're coming from. But I think the problem with a lot of them, they watch so much American TV and television shows, mm-hmm. and oftentimes the criminal thing to be those ethnic groups. Yeah. So they already have this notion about that group. And then they... Even before visiting the United States. Sure. So that's really, really unfair. But um, I, I think with my family, because one of my closest friends are black, and I mm-hmm. just spent time with him for Thanksgiving. And um, I, I think the thing that I noticed with my family, I think me just being associated with them... Mm-hmm. I don't know, for some reason, it's it's an embarrassing thing for them, you know? Really? Yeah, which is weird because... It my, is sad. Th- that's how they think because my fa- family, if anything, is very dysfunctional and there's a lot of problem with my family. But uh, <laughs> my friend's family, Patton's, my friends that I've been known for 1982, mm-hmm. you know, one is vice president for G2, another one's a dean at the Purdue... Um, you know, Fred's a very successful computer programmer, and their cousins are all doctors, <laughs> right? We were in Los Altos, really yeah. fancy place in San Jose, and this house must be four or five million dollar house, and they're all successful black family. I'm the only Asian person there, and I spent Thanksgiving weekend with them. You and just did this? Yeah, over the uh, over the yeah. weekend, and uh, they're all successful, very religious, very respectful. Wait a minute, is this the Fresh Prince of Bel Air family? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it because my friend Fred's. Cousin's husband, they're both doctors. Mm-hmm. I saw a picture of him with President Obama and things like that. It's that they're that successful, oh right? Right? So, Jesus, I mean, the Huxtables, Huxtables. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm having Thanksgiving dinner with them, very nice. I think one of the um, grandmothers she just said, Boy, I wish Mr. Mitt Romney could see us 47 percent. You know, it's, it's kind of tease, but yeah. um, there's a lot of that stereotype about every race, and, sure. Um, can I tell you what I encountered dating mm-hmm. a Chinese man for mm-hmm. four years is that um, one thing, his family, I always felt a little bit of, of an outsider, okay, in a Chinese family. And one thing that I, I didn't like is that when we would go to Chinese restaurants and yeah. I'd be like the only white person there, yeah. and I would want to show affection to him, like put my arm around him yeah. or hold hands or like kiss on the cheek. And I'm not talking like macking down, dude. Just like a standard affection. Yeah. He let me guess, always, let me guess. He tried to stop you or didn't want you to do it. Right. Yeah. It was always like, no, 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 you can't do that. And I'm like, but fuck you. We're not in China. This isn't Taiwan anymore. This is America. Yeah. We're in El Monte or uh, Monterey Park or whatever. But why can't I show affection? And that that always bummed me out. And that made me sad. Is that something you guys do? <laughs> What's with the affection thing? That we don't show affections? In public, yeah. Like, even so much as, you know, holding hands or, or 
just very innocent. It wasn't lascivious. No. No, no. It, it's not like they're not raising question about you, your character or anything like that. It's just, it's just I don't know why. They, we just don't do that, you know. That's and, across the board, Asian style? He was Taiwanese. If they're a traditional Asian family, then that's just not really done. You like know, you Japanese, know, Japanese, no way. No. Right? Um, did you know? Did you know that James Dean is still a huge iconic figure in Japan? Really huge because one of the movies that he did, East of Eden, um, John Steinbeck. It's a story. It's, it has a very much a lot of biblical, obviously references. Yeah, yeah. But you have two sons, uh, one perfect, one other son. Mm-hmm. No matter what he does, it's just never good enough. And uh, most Japanese men identify with James Dean's character. Oh. So the, to this day, you know, here's this guy. No matter what he does, he just doesn't. Oh, they a, identify with that because they're not good enough in their own family. The James Dean's character, he, he's, he's got old. I think he's got an older brother. Older brother's just perfect in the eye of uh, right, that. Right. But uh, most Japanese men, whether they're men or not, they could really identify with that character because we just don't have that kind of connection with fathers. It's just not, I don't know, it's just, they should be more um, encouraged. Can I tell you that? The, the, the guy I dated, mm-hmm. he too had this thing with his father. He yeah. was always seeking the approval of daddy. Yeah. So you know, he, was, he tried to be very successful and to mm-hmm. make a lot of money. And maybe yeah. if he made enough money, mm-hmm. he could take care of the family and that would redeem him with his father. Yeah. Yeah. His father, was, that was a very big, the filial piety thing. And then his mom would call him at like midnight, like, oh, come over and help me with the VCR. And he would do it. He would? He would drive to fucking Monterey Park or Alhambra. Alhambra is where she lived. And help her with the VCR. At midnight. At midnight. And it's like, dude, no, no, no. You tell her tomorrow is or whenever. I can yeah, I that's know, just that normal. I mean, he, that's normal Asian stuff, right? It, it, within the Asian thing's normal. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So if your mom calls, you got to go over and do. Well, it. I'm I'm very very different. I mean, I I don't get along with my family. <laughs> yeah. I don't get along. With, <laughs> yeah, listen, let's let's be honest. I'm not. I'm six foot one. I'm not really typical. No, no. no. I have that spoke, big healthy hog between your legs. Too. <laughs> yeah, that's not typical. I haven't spoke with my mom in nine years, and I don't get along with my really? family. Really, I don't really? speak to my mother either. It's been so, about two or three years with me. Three years, maybe. I just don't... I have a very strong personality, uh, and um, I'm not very good with forgiving people, and when I have a grudge with somebody, I just don't let it go, and um, I'm pretty big on revenge and getting back with people, yeah. I love that. What's What's your biggest Jeez. revenge? Yeah, what have you... Did I talk about uh, my... You're like Kill Bill, like you're going to avenge. Did I talk to you about my stepmother thing last time I was here? No. Not that I recall. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. I know it can be overwhelming 
I've been in that position. And what you want when you're getting into something like jewelry is an expert to help guide you along the way. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you're not satisfied, there's 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code YMH24 to get 25% off, up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code YMH24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply. Must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Make the story short. This is two, August of two thousand three. My dad passed away, and um, he uh, did you get along with him? Yeah, yeah, but you know, my dad doesn't show a lot of affection and things like, like that. Because yeah. he wanted to, but he he just don't know how. Yeah, you know, it's very hard. Um, <laughs> this is kind of really weird analogy. No, it's a- in, in in you know when guys are perverted. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're into, Tom, mm-hmm. and and whatever I'm into. Let's say you're into something that I'm not into. Yeah. I think you're weird. And whatever I'm into, you think I'm weird. Right. But whatever we're into, it's just not dependent on, on you know, you don't need my approval any more than you need my yeah. approval. Right, right, right. With women, it's interesting because women always talk to their girlfriends and say, yeah, you know, I'm into this, whatever. They, they almost need to have some yeah. approval yes. from the colleague. They're checking. Right. They're yeah. checking, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Wait, why did I give that example? There was a reason. Talking about your dad and your stepmom. Your stepmom. Your father passed away. He didn't give. Yeah, affection. Well, he passed away, and um, <laughs> I had a reason. He to. didn't give affection, and you said it's because. Yeah, it, and I think. I, oh, that, okay, that's it. Um, so, only way it'll be easier for, let's say, Japanese men to give affection to their kids if they start feeling like, I don't know, just almost like. If other Japanese men, like everybody else, start doing it, it's really hard for them to stick out and do something that most people, most other people, don't uh, do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see what you're saying. The way that women need to validate. No, no, it's just the most Japanese maybe. people won't do it unless they feel like it's consensus among everyone else that that's a, that's the normal it things to do. Normal. Right, because they don't want to stand out as abnormal. No, because right, right. oh, that's a big thing in Asian culture is to blend. You don't want to stick out. Yeah. yeah, it's very big to fit in. Now, right. you obviously, Yoshi, though. Mm-hmm. Have chosen to go the opposite direction. I, I wouldn't say that you fit in. Like you're not big at that. So how did this come to be that you? Well, wait, where's the stepmom tying in? Oh yeah. oh yeah, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sidetracked. So, um, so my, so I get an email from my one of my cousins, two thousand August of two thousand three, and um, in a broken English, he said my my dad passed away, and. Um, you know, I don't know why they can call me, but they just sent me an email. Then I, I, um, <laughs> I, I <laughs> terrible email again. Yeah. In an email, Jesus yeah. Christ! You read you read an email that oh. said your dad died. 
And it was really poorly. I mean, who am I to criticize people's English? But it was. He says like "Papa dead," something like that, right? Oh, so, shit. my God, I'm sorry. So I kind of that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Not even dear Yoshi, no, Papa dead. So that that was uh, it. Oh no, I'm sorry. So, oh, no, no, that's fine. It is funny. It's fucked No, but do you understand? He, they weren't trying to be fucked up. Right. They, they don't know. They just. I know. That's the best English they could do. And but, they couldn't um, do. They didn't have Google Translate back then. And I don't they couldn't think. do a call. Aww. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you know, my relatives. They maybe they don't call overseas enough. Yeah. It's complicated. No, that's, so that's fine. Okay. Yeah, so, so you get the you get the notification. Dead. Your dad's passed away. So I I um, flew back, and then I get all this information. Like my stepmother was cheating on my dad. Oh, oh boy! Before marriage, during marriage, and my dad was not a strong guy. You know, mm-hmm. emotionally, and then um, I hear all the stories like. She, you know, one time, God, that's terrible. One time, my cousin told me um, she tried to poison my dad. Okay. So they had a food, and um, <laughs> my dad got sick, but they took the food sample that she brought from Korea, mm-hmm. and they checked it, and there was like poison or whatever, something that was not, you know. Really? No, yeah, yeah. This is. Well, I mean, I, I, my dad would never tell me any of this stuff because six months before he died, I got in a big fight with him. And and I hate it because that was the last conversation. Oh. With him. But he would never tell me all these horrible things she was doing to him. Oh. And then, and, and, uh, like she would, she told my dad one time, early on, her cousin was visiting from Korea to Japan, and she was staying with him. So he, my dad would go work. This cousin stay, and the whole time he didn't know it was just my stepmother's lover. So he was fucking my stepmother when my dad went to work. Jesus, Ugh. man. You know. She sounds like a real psycho, man. What a man. piece of shit, yeah. piece of shit. And, um, and my family wouldn't tell me this until he passed away. I, told, I, I was really angry with him. Like, why, why do you tell me? Why didn't you tell me a few years earlier? You yeah, know? Cause, yeah, yeah. So in, in, in Asia, when somebody dies, you have to have X amount of time period. You wait until you find the buried them away mm-hmm. uh, you know cremation whatever so I flew in once I saw her but I couldn't really do anything because there's a bunch of people around that was early August and then late August when I flew back for second time uh, at the funeral uh, it's, it's in top of mountains it makes the story short uh, I was able to corner her by herself mm-hmm. and uh and, and I guess she, she didn't know anything about me because she just figured probably I'm just like my dad, like mm-hmm. not into conflict and right. things like that. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, she was on top of the mountain by the, my dad's cemetery um, thing, and I beat the shit out of her, you know. Are you serious? Yeah. Um, Badly? I was kicking inside of her head. Oh, my God. Her eye almost popped out. Really? Yeah. Only reason I stopped is because I heard some um, people working in cemetery <laughs> scream really loud, but... I ran up to her because well, so 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 there's a big parking lot where there's a bunch of cars. All my relatives and her relatives were there. Yeah, way up in the stairs, like two levels of stairs. There's cemetery here, stairs, bunch of cemetery up here inside of the mountains. Yeah, when I got to my uh, my dad's place with my aunt, we were bringing fruits and things like that, the stuff that my dad liked, and my aunt saw her and just lost it. You fucking killed my brother. I hope you'd be burning hell. And she was just upset left. It was just me and her. 
it was completely uncomfortable silence, and I just start running over and grabbed her head and start you know punching punch her face. Her. Yeah. So I, I punched her face for a while, then I got her on the ground and um, start stomping her and kicking her between her legs and yeah. just stomping her stuff. And then tail end of it, I was stomping her head for a while. And then was she even conscious at this point or no? Um, I'm not really sure. I mean, what's, what was so surprising about the whole thing was she didn't make any sounds at all. Really? I mean, yeah, I, I think she was just shocked. Yeah, I would say. Mm. Probably... And, 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 and I, I was a little surprised, too, because I, was, I didn't really plan to do that. I was angry flying back second time around for my dad's uh, funeral. But you, like... It's just like it was an impulsive thing that happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I just um... How bad? I mean, did she, when you stopped, did she just stay there laying? She didn't move. I mean, her, her is she uh, dead now? No, she was in the hospital in like three months or something like okay. that. You is put her in the hospital for three months? Two or three months. So you Holy really, fun. really mm-hmm. savagely beat her. Wow. And I don't, I don't have, um, when these guys say, when, I, don't, I shouldn't be laughing, but when these guys say, like, I will never hit a woman, like, to me, if anyone give you any reason good enough yeah, to hit them, I, gender is not an issue with me. Right. I mean, you know, I don't randomly go hit women and stuff. I don't do that. But she was beyond the pale what she did. Well, she my tried dad. to kill your dad. She yeah. tried to. Now, do you think that she really killed she left, her father? She, do you think that she was responsible for his death? Well, this is what I found out. My, one of my cousin, my, one of my cousin's wife from Korea, uh, you know, uh, we're. We're we're in Japan, but we're ethnically Korean. But um, yeah, Ugh. and and um, so my cousin's wife's brothers, it's it's Korean version of FBI. Uh-huh. So what what they did for me was because she, you know, last time one of my cousins saw my dad alive the day before last time they saw him alive. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousin's wife's brother, who is like FBI in Korea, he did some search for us, and we find out. My aunt, my stepmother, flew back to Japan the day before. But when we talked to her, she said she was in Korea the whole time. So she did. No, no. All I'm saying is she was. She lied about flying there. I don't. I'm not necessarily saying she put physically has something to do right. with it. But uh, I believe. What was his cause of death? Um, it was. So I went to the police station. It, 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 he he was hanging from ceiling for a while. Oh wow! It was summertime and. Um, in a couple of podcasts, I already talk about it. Um, he was so dark, you know. I just said the N word. He looked like he looked like Tyrone. I mean, he looked he was he didn't look Asian person anymore. He was so black from the uh, deterioration and and, and, oh. and uh, because summertime in, in Japan is pretty fucking hot. hot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, you you go to police station see your father like that you yeah. know i i didn't have a perfect relationship with my dad but i love my dad sure he, he he had a hard time showing affection and no matter how imperfect he was he bet he did he always did the best he could yeah you know? and for her to do that to him and she left shitload of um debt and what's so ironic she's still getting social security for my dad's oh. death yeah so she's you know and she's can i ask you this did mm-hmm. you get i mean after you like you know beat her did you run out of the country? Were there any repercussions or anything like that? I ran the fuck out of there. But when yeah. I went, went down the stairs, I saw her uh, cu- uh, nephew or something. I just ran up and sucker punched him. You hit him too? Yeah. I hit four people. Jeez. That's why I haven't gone back to Japan since 2003. <laughs> I mean, are, there, like, are they looking for you? Uh, supposedly. But I, I always laugh when people threaten me. 
Yeah. Because you either you do or you don't. I just don't take anyone serious. That's I don't, I don't mean any disrespect by saying this, but anybody who would threaten other people, you, that's just something that women would do in my culture. Yeah. That's yeah. why we bombed Pearl Harbor. We didn't say, if you don't do this, you, you're going to, you know what I mean? <laughs> they just bombed Pearl Harbor because yeah. that's how we think. So yeah. anyone who threatened me, I just don't take them serious. I just don't have respect for you. Yeah. I have respect if you come and did something. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. But I, I, so I heard words from them. They were going to do something. I go ahead, you know. But you have no, like, you didn't get, did you get on a flight immediately? After I beat him up with, um, what is that thing, that uh, cup holder for water thing at the Buddhist temple? I grabbed that, uh, beat him over the head with that. You beat someone in the head with that? Then wow. nephew. Then I went down the parking lot and saw um, my stepmother's sister and brother-in-law. I sucker punched him, hit both of them. Then my family got in, separated me, and then my cousin took me out of there. And he didn't know what to do, but after a while, when I when I was um, got my cool back, I just told him to take him to the airport. He wasn't sure if he should do that, so but you, I threatened him if he didn't take him to the airport. Yeah, so, yeah. So he took me. <laughs> he might. Wait, take I, thought you to the I thought threats aren't good to do. Well, he kind of made good on a few yeah, of them. I, I wouldn't fuck did. with Yoshi at that now, point. Now is this? So, so I left. Yeah. 2003. I haven't been back since. So I could fly into Japan. Whether I could get out of it, that's another issue. So you're probably going to stay away. <sighs> Until if I hear her dead, then maybe I'll go back. Yeah. But I mean, I kind of look, I never advocate violence to anybody. Yeah. I think it's it sucks to be... I've been in physical fights before in yeah. high, junior high school, and it sucks. But I can kind of understand... The oh, I rage, I understand rage of yeah. some woman coming into your family who doesn't belong there and hurting, actively hurting your dad. May I, I also tell that. you something? When, when, when they got married, she was a single mother, had two kids. She didn't know what to do. She was early 40, 41, 42. My dad is a very shy guy. So, yes, yes, he needed somebody because he doesn't like to be lonely. But he got her out of there, took care of the two kids. No matter how imperfect he might have been, he did that for her. Yeah. Mm. For her to have an affair the whole fucking time. That's terrible. You know, so do I regret it? I regret that she's alive. I wish I would have killed her. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Only thing would have bothered me if I killed her is if I got into jail. But that's the only thing. I don't, I don't feel regret one day at all. My family's, my, my father's side, they're, I'm sure they feel ashamed because that's not how you behave. But um, I yeah. just, um, I'm not, I'm one of those guys. I just can't live with somebody doing something like that. Just thinking like it's okay. It's not okay. No, it's and, not. Um, it's not a practical thing because I don't talk to my mom and uh, some of my family members are angry with me because I, I really take hard line about that stuff. Was your mom home. at this funeral too? Or no, no, no. no. I'm, I'm, I don't want to talk about why I don't talk to my mom. But, that's uh, fine. But um, I take hard line with some things and I'm just um, angry with her. So... You know, but sometimes revenge feels good. Yeah. And I know that therapists and psychologists will say, well, it only hurts you to hate somebody else. (laughs) Not really, because sometimes uh, if you fuck with somebody because they fuck with you, it feels right. And it kind of corrects the wrong sometimes. And I think that is especially true when when you're seeking that revenge is from something with your family. Hell yeah! Because then afterwards, you there is no regret. You don't feel <laughs> guilt right, and stuff right. because it's like you know if you fuck with my my parents, my siblings, my spouse, my kids, like you're never gonna feel bad about yeah. taking a shot yeah. back at somebody. Yeah, I'll fucking murder you. Yeah, man. If you come, in that's your family. So family. I don't have any, pro- any problem with that. Did you see that clip? There's a very famous clip on YouTube. Um, 
this father was hiding and uh, his son was molested by this karate i it. Yeah. yeah. So the guys, uh, guys, the, walk, airport. the guys walk in at the airport and, you know, to me, that's even worse. If I had a son and somebody did that to me, but just the fucking rage that yeah. you had yeah, and you're waiting. Have you seen it? No, but I if I if, he if someone him. molested my kid, he shoots him. I would fucking murder them yeah. With, yeah. without even and thinking twice. You know what? Twice. He was he was not like fully prosecuted by the lady. Well, yeah, it's a crime of passion. Yeah, I they, think people understand like yeah. um, the rage you would yeah. have. I, you know, God. I know the right and wrong. What I did wasn't right. You yeah. know, I should be better than that. But I just know myself enough. That's the route I usually always take. Yeah. But I I command that father because I I. He shot him. He dropped a gun. He didn't give a shit if he would have gone for uh, yeah, jail for the rest of his ready, life. Yeah. He just couldn't live with somebody doing that to, uh, to his, his son. Yeah, yeah. it's and, a YouTube uh, video. Yeah. Well, it's a famous. It was because there was live. There was news cameras there. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so the the clip. He, he's literally walking out of airport. Yeah. And the guy is standing by the telephone thing. He turned around, and just shot him in the head. Good. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. You should be able. That should be legal. I actually to kill the molesters. I don't know. I think I actually. This might be weird, but I think I have. Um, audio from when you fought your stepmom. Oh, no. <laughs> I think I do. I'm not sure. Mm. It feels... That'd be pretty crazy. I think I do. Hmm. If what you say is true, <laughs> the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. <laughs> yes, my lord. We saw them practicing with each other. Their kung fu was first class. Now that's you or her. <laughs> Shaolin shadow boxing. <laughs> and a Wu-Tang sword style. Yeah. If only... That looks like you. Interesting. They all look like me. What are you talking about, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even tell the difference. Thank you, my lord. Wow. A handsome sword. Do you think your Wu-Tang sword can defeat me? Whoa. So that was wow! But you didn't expect that. Makes you feel weird. Yeah, and <laughs> mm-hmm. now look, I got to get to this because there's a lot we have mm-hmm. to cover. Right, and that was that's a crazy fucking yeah. story that I did not expect. But well, I'm surprised I thought I told you before. No, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure we'll get some <laughs> feedback on that. Yeah, but um, you, I'm not a tough guy either. You know, no, you, no you're a sweet guy. I, I don't think you're. A, you know. Oh, so <laughs> you and your stepmom. Again. I came here tonight to play chess. Nobody ever mentioned anything about a sword fight. Oh, oh that's all your stepmom wants—a little mm-hmm. chess game, kung fu fighting. Um. So. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Uh, I don't know the best way to introduce this. You, uh, you mentioned. On the last appearance yeah. on our podcast, mm-hmm. that you worked for a very well-known um, adult company. Yeah, uh, we can say the name, obviously. Evil right? Angel, Evil yeah. Angel, and you had a less than desirable falling out. Um, yeah, and we didn't really get to go into the details. Yeah, but uh, you know, this whole we want to we want to get to that. We also want to get to some of your traveling and, yeah. and all this stuff, but. Uh, tell me if you can, because uh, you even brought a little guidebook, a visual mm-hmm. aid, a, a if visual you were. aid, yeah. a chart to help explain it. Tell me what happened. Um, why you know you worked there, Evil Angel, a long time, a little over nine years. That's yeah. a good, that's a long oh, wow. run. That's a why. Career. What happened? Why did you? Why did it fall apart? What happened there? Okay, so 
It was Valentine's Day, February 14th this year. Of 2012? Yeah. Okay. And you're working there? Still. I'm working there. Uh, what's your job there, just so we can... So, um, you know, I, I say DVD producer, editor. That's really fancy way of saying... Basically, what I do is I make a blueprint of mm-hmm. what the DVD should look like. Mm-hmm. So unlike traditional Hollywood movies, uh, you know, in Hollywood movies, when you're watching, I don't know, um, Jurassic Park, whatever it is. Okay. There's chapter points throughout the movie. when you're talking about DVDs. DVDs. But we have VHS, so that's yeah, fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> when there's... I put chapter... You have chapter point for when the story changes when transition. Like, right. You, you mean go, after the blow a load... Chapter well, one. In, yeah, in porno. In right. porno. In traditional movies, it's like... Chapter one for all the credit shows. Right. And, 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 you know, the race car scene. And I then, got it. Yeah, yeah. Bar, so right. yeah. But in porno, mm-hmm. you put chapter points. I put chapter points to make convenient point for the masturbate to masturbate. It's not based, oh. on, a, it's not based on what What's story, story point. going... No. Yeah. So give me an... Like, how, how would it break down? Okay, let's say a uh, girl walks in, chapter one... Mm-hmm. Uh, she undresses down, giving the guy blowjob. Chapter another chapter point. So the person can go straight to the blowjob. Yeah, right. That's the convenience yeah. of it. And then, and then, um, you know, she changed a different position here and there. That's another chapter. point. Chapter point. Okay. And um, uh, the guy takes clothes off and start um, vaginal penetration. Um, and then pop ano uh-huh. and pop shot things like that. Gotcha. Depends on the scenes. So I have to sit there as a um, guy. I'm trying to anticipate where does masturbators want because the last few seconds before they come, maybe they just want to pop the different spots and get more, more visual, more yeah. visual before he they, pops. Right. So that's what I did. God. In addition to good pre- work you did, man. That is amazing. Very yeah. Admirable work. So chapter point, motion menu, picture. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have to recommend music, behind the scene, uh, trailers, um, additional bonus scenes. No, sorry, wait. Just uh, would you actually masturbate to the movies to figure out what your consumer is looking at? You understand? Like, did you really or just think like a masturbator? You just thought like a. You know, one of the worst thing about work in adult business, it takes that uh, fun out of it. I bet. I. You have no. I've seen so many movies. Well, an evil angel is not your run of the mill pornography. No. It is, you know, put the girl's head in the in the toilet bowl, flush it. Um, you step know, on boom, her head. Uh, baseball bats in your asshole. A step on her head. It's very aggressive. I Some would say it, it's yeah. tough for me yeah. to watch, and I'm I like pornography just like any other gal. But that was a, a lot tougher. For Can me. I ask you it, this? It, it, the comic, comedy version will be guys likes. It's like the the Doug Stanhope of porn, Jim oh, Norton of porn. Is, yeah. is Evil Angel. Oh, I got it. Yeah, yeah the, sure. there's really edgy stuff there. Right, right. David Tales, you know what I mean? There's, right. Yeah. Your sex life is important, but your schedule is busy. You don't have the time to go to a doctor's office to get treated for your erectile dysfunction. Through Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. Hims is changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment, options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and 100% online. No uncomfortable doctor's visits. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash YMH. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash YMH for your personalized ED treatment options. 
Hims.com slash YMH. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Um, can I ask you, mm-hmm. uh, sidebar, before you get back mm-hmm. to this, you, with all the time you spent working in a in the adult business and, mm-hmm. and for this company, and I know you know you're uh, a very red blooded Asian American. Yeah. Uh, did you ever hook up with these oh. porno girls? Did you ever hook up with one? You don't have to give us details or names. I'm just, yeah. I'm just asking. Couple. You did. Yeah. Okay. So you got a little side action. Hey, and what's that like? Are they better in bed because they're they have sex on camera, or is it? You know what I mean? Like, is it a performance for them as well off camera? I'm more always intimidated by them because I've seen the guys they've been with. And yeah. Like, what, what am I going to do? You right, know? right, right, right. Um, oh, wow. And, um, yeah, that's, that's always scary. But the ones I've been with, they're very friendly and they, they, they didn't make big stink about that. Was it a, um, uh, like, unexpected? Like, it just kind of happened? Or did you go out on, like, a formal kind of date and then it led to that? It just kind of happened. I was surprised. Like you were actually. hanging out and yeah. you ended up hooking up. So, but were, were they exceptional? Like she said. Or? Yeah, were they better than like a normal girl? Because they're. I've heard from. I heard from a a girl one time, a, a friend of a friend, uh, had broken up with somebody. Yeah. And the guy had a friend who was a male performer. Yeah. And she ended up hooking up with him mm-hmm. at her place because the male performer was like at the friend's place. Yeah. Anyway, she said it was like being serviced by a professional. Yeah. Because the guy has sex for a living. So oh, she right. was like it's, she right. was like it was exceptional sex yeah. because it's like having professional movers come as opposed to your dopey friends lifting up your furniture and breaking everything. Perfect analogy, Thank my you're jeans. welcome. Um so, so would you say it was like that? Was this female or the females that you hooked up with were they exceptional? Or was it just like standard good sex, you know? I, I think exceptional. You, oh, you do think so? Yeah. Okay. So you look like you look back on well, your... Well, we, we went to see that movie. What was that movie? Um, the guy who played Borat. He made a... Oh, what was Sasha it? Dictator? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We went to see that movie, and she started giving me blowjob arc light. At the Arclight Theater? Yeah. Oh, I was shit. a little nervous because I don't do that kind of stuff all the time, but she didn't give a shit, you know? Yeah. And, um, and you're like... In the theater. In the theater. And people are all around you? I mean, we sit way in back. Yeah. I, I always like sitting back, way in the back. Yeah. You know, because remember that shooting in Colorado? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I wanted to be in the back. So we were only one in the back. There's maybe two rows down. There's a couple of people. It was empty. You know? Oh, but, perfect. Yeah. But I was still nervous. I just, that yeah. kind of stuff makes me uncomfortable. She didn't so. give a shit. She didn't care if she got cut, blah, blah, blah. Young girl? Yeah, she's twenty three. That's pretty old. Young. Yeah. That's pretty old. Um, porn years. So you start getting a blowjob in the theater. Yeah, and then this is recent because that movie was out earlier this year, right? I think that was six, seven months ago. Yeah, yeah. I saw that with my dad. And then did you give did <laughs> at you give the arc light? That's oh, so I funny. Thought... Yeah, you were behind us. I thought. Uh, and then it went on from there. You went home and took care of business. <laughs> yeah, I mean she. Yeah, she just she just. Did everything, you know? Yeah, like sure. I don't know. I mean, first or second day, do, do girls usually like take shot in their mouth and stuff? Good ones mm. do, yeah. Good ones do. I'm so not. You, used, I'm not used to that sort of thing. You blew a load in her mouth. Yeah, she was cool with it in the theater. <laughs> no, at oh. the house. No, at home. Two days. Right. Two dates in. Two dates in or first date. I mean, I don't even. I don't know if it's dates. We were hanging out. You Did know? you get to do it again? 
Yeah, a couple more times. Good for you, man. Oh. No, but she, 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 she's a very nice girl. And, uh, and she's I, a performer. I, yeah, but I didn't even put like pressure on her. She was like really cool because she What thought, about on her neck? You didn't, you didn't squeeze at all or anything? It was just in the mouth. Right. And she didn't care. <laughs> okay. So this is fantastic. Um, and I'm glad but, to hear But, you know, it's, it's a stress for me because I'm 43, you know. And Are I'm, you really? Oh, my and God. And I don't, I don't even know... Um, I've seen her in movies like, what am I going to, seriously, what am I going to do? It's like me playing basketball against a 20-year-old kid. I'm not going to do nothing. Yeah. Hey, did you wear, did you wear a condom with them? No. Okay. Really? Mm-mm. Wow. Um, Is this what she sounded like? Are they very dramatic? That's what I kind of mean. Is there a lot of theatrics? No, she didn't like, do that. A lot of like, you're the, you're the nanny, like this, juice, 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 like a lot of that. No. I think in the movies, everybody knows it's a performance. Yeah, yeah. You know? They play it up more. Yeah. Um, good male performer usually could look at girl. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like farmers putting their hands on the ground and read the ground. They, they, they understand the land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, you know, they, know, they could figure out what, what they were working with. Yeah. I think yeah. good male performer could look at the girl and know and just talk to her or figure out intuitively what she's into and not to, mm. uh, she's into, and just work with what she wants and good at, you know, instead of forcing her to do things that she doesn't want to do. Sure. So I think that's, I think the good male performance cognizant of that. Yeah. You know, I'm told mm-hmm. that a lot about myself. That's good. <laughs> Interesting. Well, um, you're an intuitive lover. Tom. I think so. Yeah. I, I think, think so. so too. I mean, I made Very a intuitive. lot of girls have fun. All I right. Know that. All right. I know that a lot of okay. my girls I got it. I get fans. it. Now, back to this. Mm hmm. I want to know, you're working at Evil Angel. Yeah. You're doing the DVD chapters. Yes. Um, Sorry. Uh, Hold on, let me me fix this. Sorry about that. What are you fixing? It sounds exactly the same. (laughs) I didn't want to change it. Ask him the fucking question. I'm dying. So I want to know. Yeah. Everything's going pretty smoothly. We're, we're whatever. You're working there. For yeah. A while. I'll rephrase that. You're working there. It's Valentine's what Day. What happens Valentine's Day? Okay. So a couple of days before, that was Tuesday, Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. February 14th. A couple of days before, Russell Peters, good friend of us, our good friend. Yes. Yes. Um, performing at the Irvine Improv. And I, so I invited he's my... Like, he's all, thank you. Come again. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Packed. Mm-hmm. So I, I invited Asa Akira, uh, Asian um, superstar, porn star, very uh-huh. good friend of mine. Uh, she's hosting AVN this year, uh, next year uh, in January. Oh, yeah. And Jesse Andrews, another superstar. Uh, and the, uh, the Asa Akira has a very popular Twitter feed. Yes, it's huge. Yeah. They're good friends of mine. Jesse Andrews showed up. Another um, superstar showed up. So we got them tickets, and, um, you know, they were great. Mm-hmm. So this is what happened. One of the directors, Kevin Moore, walks up to our department. We were talking for a little bit. And he said, hey, I saw the picture with you and Jesse Andrews and Asakira. How come you didn't invite me and my wife? Mm-hmm. And his wife is half Pakistani, half Saudi Arabian porn star. Very unusual. Really? Yeah, very unusual. Her name is Shazi or something. So the the guy works at the company. He's a, one of the director. One of the directors. Mm-hmm. And oh, oh here's you the flow up, chart. Yeah, yeah, the flow the chart. chart. Thank you. So okay. So that's him, Kevin that's him. Moore. Okay. 
And this is his wife, Shazia, right here. Shazia is a porn star. Yes. So he no, goes, no. why didn't you invite the two of us? Now, Shaz in German means shit. Oh, Shaz, interesting. Shaz. This is Shazia. Okay. Yeah. So it's so shitty. Shitty. Okay. Well, I don't want to make fun of her because no, 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 I know, fun for, of her. for all, all I know, she had nothing to do with it. No, or, of course. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was just... I had a problem with him okay. and a couple other people. So Tell us what happened. So he asked me a couple of tickets and I, he said something like, why didn't you give us a ticket? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I told him like, well, just because your wife is brown, I don't assume that she's into Russell Peters, which she is, but I didn't know that. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I said, well... Let me ask him for tickets. I can't, I can't just promise somebody expensive Russell Peter tickets without right. permission. So I text Russell, and um, I, um, a couple hours later, I get a text from him saying, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So people ask, So I ended up texting his wife because I didn't have Kevin's number. Um. And why didn't I have a Kevin's number? Well, you see this picture down here with John Lizzie right here? Uh-huh. Okay. Somebody I respect a lot. He's one of Evil Angel's uh, director. He passed away like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, the day he passed away is the same day, um, I believe, Russell Peters' kid was born. It was really weird. weird. Is, yeah, it was oh, really weird. very interesting. No, no, I'm sorry. The day she was born, it was a day of um, John Lizzie's memorial. Oh. Okay. So, so this is what happened. Kevin used to work for John Leslie, mm-hmm. and uh, Kevin considered him like almost like a father figure, and Kevin was a prodigy, and he, they worked with each other. Okay. And I, I, I'll be honest with you, even though I don't like Kevin now, he gave a very moving speech at John Leslie's memorial. Uh-huh. So this is where I got angry with him. So when John Leslie passed away, he still had three or four movies needed to be edited. Mm-hmm. So... Kevin was nice enough to volunteer and and decide to edit those movies for John Leslie's widow. Mm-hmm. So what he does is he asks my coworker, my ex coworker and a friend, to edit that movie for five hundred dollars, which is you know whatever. But which Kevin is, which received, is what like a really low rate. Well, Kevin received fifteen hundred from John Leslie's widow to edit that movie, oh, and he boy. pocketed that thousand dollars. Now, did he do anything illegal? No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. It's not, but she's only got three or four movies left. He's passed away. I don't know what their finances are. When I heard this, it fucking infuriated me. How could you go up on stage and say that you respect this person like, like your father? And John Leslie's wife loved his wife, and uh, I'm sure, I'm, I'm not religious by any means, but yeah. I'm sure he would like to see people taking care of her, right? So to me, this is not something that he helped her with. He just helped himself. Right, yes. right, right. And I think that's a fucking scumbag move. I mean, just, I mean God forbid something happened to you and I, I ended up with um, running a comedy club or something yeah. and I hire you, right. but you're all... Twenty five hundred, but I only offer you a thousand or something. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I'm I, I'm kind of helping her, but that's right. not cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just it's don't fucking not... do that. Right. So when I heard that, I didn't want to fucking talk to him, so I erased his number. Mm-hmm. But within a year later, I did hear a funny story about John Lewis's wife. Maybe I was being a little harsh, so I tried to talk to Kevin and stuff like that. So anyway, that day when he asked for tickets, I didn't have his number. Only thing I had was access to his wife, Shazia. Mm-hmm. So I just texted her. About a couple of tickets, mm-hmm. and that that was the gist of my firing. They said that. What? Hold on. 
They said I violated her privacy, so therefore I need to get fired. So they fire me. Oh, like like you're contacting the performer directly? Like it's kind of not cool? That's what they're saying. They Wait say, a minute. So just to make sure that this is clear. Yeah. So I text her saying... Right, I, have, I have After he's asked you for tickets. Yes. You text his wife, I got tickets for you. I work for um, um, Evil Angel. I do a lot of work for Russell Peters. I have the copy up if you need to yeah. look at it later. No, I don't need to see it. And I say... Uh, Kevin said you want a couple of tickets uh, Just let me know which dates in Chicago I'll take care of it And um, And that was a gist of what They said that I violated her privacy Even though she texted me back next day saying I would love to have those tickets and blah 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 right. Okay Stupid. so obviously The next thing that happens in this storyline mm-hmm. Is that you're Notified that you're fired I got fired Two days later but uh, a day before Me getting fired mm-hmm. Um uh, Pull out the uh, Gambino crime family map. So <laughs> he's got flow charts. This is amazing. We're gonna put pictures, this. We're gonna put this on. So this yeah, is amazing. You know what it comes down to? I'll tell you who who did what. But eventually, okay. but the, the gist of it, if you if you want to get in like but, cliff notes, whatever. The the, the the general manager been trying to fire me for a long time. Okay. He found an there excuse. That's mm-hmm. the loophole. Yeah. Right. And and uh, he got me fired. So who notifies you that you're fired? Do you have that on the chart? Christian man, but... Uh, this was, guy here. Yeah, okay. In, but that's two days later. Oh, that's the guy who looks like the situation. Yeah. Jersey okay. Shore. But Kevin, like, uh, I think three or four hours after I text um, him, mm-hmm. I text his wife, he texts me and say, you, f- you contact my wife? You know, it was just like a fake anger. Oh, it's a fake wow. anger now. <laughs> So why why did he pretend to be upset? I don't understand why he's a, pretending to be. Because they want to get rid of him, right? But so, so he wanted to get rid of you too. Okay, so um, he he got the gig because of uh, um, good grace of Christian Man and the guy who called Adam Grayson, who's head of the internet department right here. Mm-hmm. Which I have picked. I don't have his picture, but you do have. I have a bag of thirty silver pieces because he's a fucking backstabber. Okay, and then um, and then you also have an arrow going to. Of someone who's supposed to be his wife? Yes, and picture of uh, Anne Frank. Anne because Frank. she's Jewish. I don't have a picture of both of them, so, so that's what I use. That's who you chose. Okay. Yes. There's a reason why I mentioned her, too, but I'll tell you later. Okay. So, um, you know, two weeks later, I was able to talk to John Stallion, the owner of the company. He even told me he doesn't like Kevin Moore, and he doesn't like his movie. He also didn't like what he did to John Leslie's wife. He didn't like that. Right. But Christian Mann and Adam Grayson are two sleazeballs. They were able to convince... John to hire Kevin while he, they were also able to convince John to fire me too. Yeah. Right. Because they would save $40,000 and uh, have other people do more work for no pay raise. Right. They're always looking way to get, get rid of you. And believe me, no one owes me a job. Right. No one owes me a job. I understand people get fired. It's not a problem. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. DVD sales are dropping. If they were just simply say, I don't like you, and the DVD sales are going down, I would have been fine. But character assassination, saying stuff about me that is not true, and make up lies, withholding information, lying to me, as you know, I don't really do well with people doing that kind of stuff. No, sometimes they end up in the hospital. I I fucking took it pretty hard. Right. So um, So let's go, let's go, mm -hmm. okay, from here. So just so we know that they want to get rid of you, so they let you know you're fired. Now, at this point, is this when you... Write a letter to the owner, John. No, no, be, no. Be, because when, when when I got okay, so that was Tuesday when I wrote that text on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and Thursday afternoon I got fired. Right, um, surprise, right? You're surprise, like, totally surprise. 
Because day before, uh, this girl, Sarah West, she's my supervisor, ex-supervisor. She, she told me day before I got fired, she just said, during the meeting, John Staliano, who owns the company, say, well, tell Yoshi, don't do it again. So I thought, oh, everything's okay. When I show up first thing Thursday morning, <laughs> they told me to come to his office, and he, and he just basically told me, it's out of his control. You know, John's upset, blah, 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 you're mm-hmm. fired. Mm-hmm. I find out later on, John, John didn't know the whole story. Mm-hmm. He would hold information from John, and he, he was trying to get rid of me the whole time. Because a bunch of other people who worked there for a long time, way even longer than Christian Mann, told me at the time, like, yeah, he's just trying to get rid of you. He's just looking for a reason to fire you. It has nothing to do with what you did. Who was looking to get rid of you? <clears throat> Christian Mann. Okay. But I didn't want to just think, just because I'm getting fired, I can't just assume I'm the boohoo victim. I, right. didn't, I didn't have enough information. You know, I, I have to find out what happened, you know. So I was upset because it's one of those jobs where I spend a lot of time with my friends. It's a fun job hanging up with your friend, mm-hmm. and that's that. So my, all my friends in DVD department were shocked. But I'm not going to cry and beg for a job, you yeah. know. So, so I left. It took me about two weeks to gather all the information. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, um, the, my, the general manager before Christian Man, I talked to him, and, and um, he said, let me, let me talk to John and see what's going on. And the former general was able to make a meeting with myself and John Staliano and my roommate, who also happened to be John's friend. Mm-hmm. So there's a mediator between the two. Okay. I, I wasn't trying to get my job back. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about losing job. This yeah. is a part of life. Yeah. I just think like people were saying things like, I was contacting porn girls, yeah. ex- uh, asking for sexual favor or dating, yeah, n- it's just far from truth. But but this is a typical show business thing mm-hmm. where they want somebody doesn't like you up there, yeah, okay. And instead of just coming to you and being like, you know what, we don't like you, we don't want, we don't want to pay you what you're worth, we're going to get rid of you. Yeah. They they do fabricate these stories yeah. and create emotional drama. This is typical fucking show business, yeah, uh, hand jobbing one hundred and one. So. But it, but, but yeah, I, I don't, it sucks. I, I, I'm just saying it's yeah, happened yeah. to me too. It yeah. fucking sucks. You're like, really? What did I? I don't even know what I did. It's 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 really weird in the show business because you're always worried about offending anybody because they, could, they could potentially hurt you down the road. Right. And uh, but for me, I don't give a fuck about ever working porn. I don't really give a shit. Yeah. You know, right. I don't really give a shit. Um. Truth is the ultimate defense against slander and libel. I don't yeah. give a shit, and um, it just—it's just so stupid on their part the way they handle it. Because you don't have to go to Harvard Business School to know that firing people is a delicate thing outside of show business. You know, um, yeah. you really have to be careful when you accuse some people about something. Sure. And when too many people lie, eventually all the information will get back to me, which it has. So what happened to this meeting, though, you were talking about? You said they called oh, for right, a meeting sorry. with your roommate like that, or whatever as a mediator. So um, I, I keep hearing all these ugly rumors but these fuckers who, who ended up being responsible for my firing, and I didn't like that, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So that kind of stuff really tarnished. You could call me asshole this and that. I don't yeah. really care about that. But Ching this, Chong. Yeah, I don't care about that. Right. Long duck it, it does not bother me. Yeah. But when, when I start hearing this shit about me calling girls and harassing them, like, yeah. you motherfucker. Cause, yeah, because yeah, you, know you, you know it's fucking, yeah, yeah, it's wrong. It's a shitty thing to say. So my former uh, general manager before Christian Man made the meeting available. My friend Dave, mm-hmm. who also happened to be John's friend, showed up and we talked. And I made it clear to John, I'm not trying to get my job back. I don't care about that. But first thing I asked him was, what did they say to you, John? 
right? So this is what happened. So you have Adam Grayson, head of the internet department, Christian Mann, general manager. They both told John Staliano that I set up Kevin Moore's wife to get fucked by Russell Peters for oh. a couple of tickets. What? I, I, so I laughed was first time. I laughed a second because I thought he was joking. Yeah. He wasn't joking. Like, what? These two motherfuckers. You know how sensitive about my dad wife cheating on him yeah yeah i wouldn't even sit why would i fucking sit anybody's wife a couple of fucking tickets yeah. like russell peters need a fucking help yeah yeah. right what is it 15 i mean I'm, I'm, obviously money is not everything but women are always throwing themselves at him after the show of course he doesn't need my fucking help yeah of course I said, so i told john are you fucking kidding me excuse me and and john believed that bullshit he believed that yeah well i mean i wrote i home i wrote him all the litter with all the shit that they were doing evil angel yeah yeah so I think I think he immediately offered me a job through that email, but um, um, I I didn't I, I you know by then it was like a week and a half later I already started moving out of there you know because I knew I didn't have any money and my friend in New York offered me to place for a stay and I already made all this plan I already moved all my shit to Phoenix and Vegas where my friends live mm-hmm. so even if I got my job back. I really don't want to go through the emotion term of like getting all that shit back, get back, you know what I mean? And then uh, then he tells me this guy, these two guys saying I set up somebody's wife. I I already know um I worked I worked for this fishing company in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. And to make the story short, this guy, John, was told to do something. He didn't want to do it, so the boss made me do the work. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it, but somebody told some my boss told me to do it, so I ended up doing it. This John guy started criticizing me the way I was doing my work. And I'm thinking, like, huh. this is your job that you're supposed to do. I ended up doing it. And so you're criticizing me. Criticizing me. So we started yelling. Make the story short. We ended up going to the kitchen. We, we started screaming and yelling. He got tired of it. He was trying to leave. All he did was put his hands on me to move aside. But I, I, I interpreted as he was attacking me. Uh-oh. I ended up breaking his arm. So okay. I, 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 knew, I knew if I go back... No. I ha- I have to, out of principle, hit one or both of them. I Definitely. Knew I have to do it. But these guys, knowing they're fucking scumbag, douchebag, they would have got lawyers and told everybody, see, he was a troublemaker, he's violent. This. I already yeah. knew what they were going to do. Right. I couldn't go back, right. especially work for this motherfucker that I worked for him for nine years, that he believed these people. Yeah. You know? So- did so he, I was really angry, but I didn't want to let him know because I, I want to keep having pleasant conversation to know all the other shit I wasn't really sure. Mm-hmm. And I was I, I smiled, but I, I couldn't believe all the bullshit that they said and they were doing after I got fired. And I got it from John, you know? Like this bitch, Sarah West, my uh-huh. ex-supervisor, right? Yeah. She acted like she, she was sad I got fired. She said, you know, I did my best, Yoshi. I'm sorry. I find out through talking to John... She told uh, John that, yeah, we can't control the guy. He's a problem. Like this fucking bitch. She made it sound like she was on my side. Yeah. And two, right after I got fired, she told a couple of my ex-workers, uh, ex-friends and ex-co-workers that uh, she was trying to get some information like, yeah, Yoshi got a lawyer. He's going to sue the company. Did he say anything? It's not even true. I did not contact no oh, lawyer. Wow. Now, She's a fucking liar. One of the issues that you had mm-hmm. with them, because mm-hmm. I know you expressed this to me before. Yeah. Is that you're obviously working in a very um, adult environment? Yeah, but that certain coworkers would bring their children to mm-hmm. work. 
Are you fucking kidding me? And and you would have this hardcore porn up on screens, and their kids would like hang oh. out behind yeah. you. And that, okay. Yeah, that's an awkward position to be in. Wait, sorry. So you broke John's arm, correct? No, no, no. He sorry. broke a, a, another guy's arm. No, no, no. Not, not, okay. no, 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 no. I have not touched anyone evil angel. This is another job. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. this is a okay. Japanese fish company that oh, worked. Oh, I'm sorry. Them. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, now I remember that. Sorry. So that's why he's got the chart. Don't you look at the yeah, chart? Yeah, there's so many players in the game. I forget. <laughs> I know. Okay. So um, I worked there for nine years. And, yeah. And and um, what happened was when Christian Mann became a general manager of Voyager four years ago, maybe four and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Now I understand why he did this because the DVD sales dropped, so we had to cut. Expense. So yeah. we, we start closing offices and we start putting everybody in the one one building. Mm-hmm. We used to have like three buildings, but we went to one. One of the unintended consequences of do, moving everybody in one building was Karen, John Stellian's wife, worked there, mm-hmm. but she often bring her daughter in there. And her office is right. Is that really a picture of the daughter? Uh. Yeah. And she does beauty pageant shit, you know. Mm-hmm. How did you get those pictures? Internet. Really? Yeah. And that's really the the boy there on the Yeah, right? that's that's the new son Lorenzo. He's 2 years old now and she, and uh, Isabella is probably 12 or something like that. So, now when they were in another building by themselves, it's kind of creepy with their porn shit in the office, but they're just the mom and the daughter, it's really weird, but at least they're not next to me. But when they move right next to me and I work late, they're hanging out next door. It's fucking weird, you know? Mm-hmm. It's fucking weird. I didn't like it. I don't have a kid. I'm never going to have kids, but something's just just not right. And mm. I think bringing kids in that environment is not good. You know, no, no I, I agree think with everybody you on that. would agree. Yeah, with I don't that. think any reasonable person. Would. Yeah. So you would, they would be like, oh, like kids going to hang out right here on the couch behind you. As you're editing, like, meh, 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 yeah, that's a little. Well, I mean, there's a couple of times she's walking to an office, and there's a couple of times <laughs> I didn't know the kid was in the office. I don't know because I'm working. <laughs> and you're editing this kind of shit, and there's like a kid behind you. Yeah. Well, this is Yoshi, everybody. Meet Yoshi. He's the editor here. This is my son over here, Kevin. Oh, this is Kevin. Hi, hey. nice to meet you. Hi. I want chocolate milk. Oh, you're so cute. How old are you? I'm this many four. <laughs> Have you seen this before, body parts? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> it made me uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, especially because I have... Um, Especially because I have Elmo's puppets everywhere in my room. Really? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> luring, uh, luring those kids in. So the, the reason why I bring the kids, and they, they got upset, mm-hmm. uh, Ari Shafirita mentioned their names, but I'm, I, my point with the whole thing was... Wait, wait, they got, the family got upset? They got upset with me because, first of all, Christian man told me during when I got fired, like, you should know better... We, you know, okay. He as as I'm leaving, he all he told me was John made a final decision. There's mm-hmm. nothing he could do, which is complete lie. Right. He withhold information to John and lied to me. Mm-hmm. And when I left, he he slipped me the official document why I got fired. I looked at it later on that night and uh, basically say, you know, we had this conversation. You should know better than uh, share people's uh, name and information, and uh, you ignore it. Blah blah blah. We never had this conversation until that week. He didn't know I was contacting people. And why do I contact people? Because I have some show business connection. People ask me, like, hey, we need somebody for man show. On Joe Rogan thing, I brought a gay guy and a tranny. Um, Jimmy Valen, they needed a porn star on it. I got them things like that. Yeah, you hooked me up for that sizzle I made. Yeah. Remember? That was so awesome. So whenever, right. whenever people ask me and where, where, when I could 
when I know that person like yourself and I could trust, I will contact my porn friends. Maybe they'll help the mainstream stuff. And if I don't have their number and none of my con- uh, coworkers have it, I'll go to their file and contact them. Not once have I had anybody get angry because I'm only offered them like work, mainstream opportunity yeah. or jobs. I have never, ever contacted them for sexual favor, this and that. And former general manager allowed me to do that because he thought that was good for PR. Anyway, um, this guy just said like Staliano couldn't allow that to happen. Like, okay. I wasn't aware of this fucking law and rule. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they never had a worker's handbook until after two months after I got fired. They finally made a book. But, they, you know, the, the, the rules are very loose at porn companies. Sure. Every time there's something happened, they'll just completely ignore it, you know? So that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to throw all this book about me violating somebody's privacy, even though she wasn't upset with me, why, why is it that you guys fucking bring kids yeah, to work? Which I complain multiple times. I don't feel comfortable with it. And what would they say to you? They just say, well, what can you do? It's Karen, owner's wife. They, they don't have any control over Karen, uh, owner's wife. And my supervisor, ex-supervisor, Sarah West, she would bring her two daughters, Willow and Lily. And they're oh good God. kids, you know. Um, now, did they hear you talking about this stuff on Ari's show? Is that what you said? Yeah. And they, they uh, I don't know, some of, some of the stuff got back. Um, Sarah wrote a letter to Ari saying, I'm upset you know, those kids are protected environment, this and that, yeah. and they're supervised. First of all... It's nothing to do with Ari. Why does it have uh, anything to do with Ari? I don't know. Because she wanted him to take the podcast off out of there. Really? Uh. Yeah. And uh, once again, truth is on my side. But first, a couple of things I have to say about her email. She said those kids are supervised. That's not true. She's, she's, I don't know how many times I've been to her office... One or both of her daughters are there. There's nobody there because she's into picking up lunch or having meetings. You know what I mean? How old are her kids? <sighs> the Willow youngest one, which is weird. She's named after that 1987 Val Kilmer movie. But anyway, um, she's like five. I love that you had the year. I down. know. I know. Five was I, I don't know what year, but but th- that was a movie she's named after. But uh, she probably was when she was five or six, and like maybe six or seven. Was hanging out at Evil Angel? Yeah, in, in uh, Sarah's office. And Willow, I mean, Lily, the older one, maybe eight, nine maybe, they're hanging out there. So she said those kids are over-servervised, which is not true. I, I've been there many times. There's nobody monitoring them. And I'm not saying there was any pedophile company, but how, how, you don't know that. Why would you bring kids there? No, I would never bring a kid to a porn company. It's bad enough kids get no. molested Catholic school. Why would you bring kids to the porn, the so porn companies? Totally. I complain many times about that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she, in a letter saying, like, you're just being kind of phony or something. Like, he, he's even nice to those kids. Yeah. I like those kids. Kids are not the problem. Kids hanging out at the porn company is the problem. Yeah. And, um, you know, I got, you know... I got in trouble because I got I yelled at one of my coworkers because he wasn't doing his job, and they told me like Yoshi, that's not your job to yell at your friends. Even though every time we get behind, they will make me do all the work because I'm Asian. I can't help it. If I if the department's late, I will do all the work. They don't give you over overtime, and they don't monitor what they're doing. So I got tired. People not doing their work, so I yell at this guy because he wasn't doing his work. So the point, the reason why I'm telling you is because, um. I'm telling you because it's not my job to tell people what to do. Fine. I asked the HR person, the GM, and supervisors. I don't feel comfortable with kids there. I don't think kids be there, and they just ignore me. You know what, though, Yoshi? It sounds to me like 
You spent nine years in mm-hmm. this dysfunctional family, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, pornographers are generally not the most stable of people. Yeah. That's why I work there. Right. I'm, I'm, and, one, I'm, one, hey, I'm one of those. Hey, and do you think yeah. that I'm, do you think comedians are any better? No. Uh, look, there's a reason you're in your mom's house yeah. because we, we share a lot of the same problems and neuroses. But I, I understand what it is to be fired. But there's something. It's, it's, it's devastating. Yeah. It's devastating. It, but, it's hurtful when people you trust and you yeah. think you can trust after nine years yeah. suddenly kick you out and yeah. they lie to you over yeah. it. That's the bullshit part is that they weren't straight with you. But I think, and it's very hurtful and I completely empathize. Yeah. And I think that, that Yoshi's whole point of this, though, is not, you know, it's not to um, say anything about the adult industry or even a company no. particular. I like porn. Right, right. Everybody, no. But yeah, that's what I, I'm saying, though. But, and, and you can even deal with being fired, but... What most people, I mean, what I certainly could identify yeah. with is that if you're going to fire me and you're going to make up the reason yes. that you're going to slam my character or like what I did or, or my work or, or make shit yeah. up, that's the thing to get upset about. Like there's no reason that Evil Angel or these people that you're speaking of can't say that like, you know, like you said, we didn't like you. We didn't. We, we don't want to pay you what no, you're worth. We don't like your work. Yeah. No problem. Whatever. No problem. You, you always know. look like you're tired. Yeah, you know, <laughs> whatever they want to say. No, you know what? It's like, fine. Even the overtime things—they never pay me overtime, right. except for the one month in two thousand nine. But before that, hundreds of hours of uh, overtime never get paid. I'm a I'm a team player. Right. I, I understand. So, I'm I'm dysfunctional. I'm not the easiest person to deal with. Right. I come to work late. But if you need me to step all night, I have done that many times. Step all night when somebody, some director, turns shit late. Yeah. More than happy to help you, right? And I'm not going to charge you overtime. It's give and take, but there's fucking lines and shit. I I was just furious with every one of them. These scumbags. So, um, we're back to the chart. Back to the chart. I'm mad at Adam Grayson because two weeks after I talked to John Stallion, I find out that uh, he went upstairs right after I got fired. Told all my coworkers that you know Yoshi deserved to get fired because these rules, rules I was never told, but. Kevin said he wanted to surprise his wife, so the fact that he contacted his wife about tickets, it's wrong. Everybody in the room told him right away, Kevin never said that. See, even Adam's going up there telling everybody a lie and scenario that's not even true. So, um, and and let me tell you about Kevin. For him to wrote a text message saying, it's very suspicious that you contact my wife. There is a director at the Evil Engine named Manuel Ferreira. Mm Mm-hmm. Very good-looking guy, very good performer. <laughs> Kevin fucked his wife behind his back five, six years ago. Kevin fucked Manuel's wife. Six or seven years ago. Five, six, seven behind years Behind his ago. back. Yeah. Not for scene and things like that. Just And how do I know that? Kevin fucking told me. Does, does anybody else know this? I don't know, but how he, he think I'm setting up his wife. Well, you fuck other people's wife behind their back, and he told me that. How, did he, how did he fuck? I mean, I know <laughs> biologically how it happens, but... Uh, who's the wife? Is she a performer too? Used to be a performer. Yeah. Dana Bespoli. I don't know her real name. Okay. But Kevin fucked his wife, right? So I'm thinking like, you, of all the things I've done for you, getting tickets, uh, getting discount with Apple computer, and like, you talk anyone who's known me in the porn business for a long time, they would, one thing they would tell you, I always go out of way to uh, help people with tickets and shows and this and that, trying yeah. to people. I never ask one cent. I never fuck anybody's wife. I never set up anybody's back. Yeah. So it fucking infuriated me. And I knew when John told me that that's what they said, I could never work with this man because for him to even to believe that fucking bullshit, yeah. you know, it really made me sick. And uh, so 
when I did the podcast, he, John told a couple of my ex coworkers and my friends, like, what the hell is Yoshi? I gave him the, tr- I gave, tried to give him the job back. Why did he do that to me? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I can't work for those two guys. I can't take an order from two guys who tried to fuck me over like that. Sure. I don't, I don't think just, it's just my thing. I think most people can. Well, um, they've ruined their own credibility yeah. by what they did. Yeah, I understand. But don't you feel, Yoshi, that mm-hmm. maybe it's good riddance and maybe it's time to surround yourself with better people? I mean, look, these people were, didn't have your back at the end of the day. Yeah, good it's riddance, definitely time to move on. F- right? Fuck them on to the next. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, these people were never, uh, maybe they never had your back. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, but it's 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 it's. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. Money wise, right now it's it's been kind of rough. You know? I, I'm sure yeah, it has yeah. been. Yeah. So, there, would you ever edit porn again? Or no, you know what's funny was um, within a couple of days of getting fired, another prominent company called Jewish Jordan Company. Mm-hmm. He's a very good good guy. He wanted to find one a job. I, I really thought it for a second, like if I work for him, I have to smile and deal with these people, like everything's okay. Mm-hmm. And frankly. I worked with him for nine years and four years of a retail porn business. I got to admit, there's parts of you just die, you know, but, yeah. because I know way too much shit. I know girls in business, some of the things that they've gone through. I mean, I know I'm a perverted scumbag too, but once, you, once I meet these girls and, and then some of the things that happen to them, yeah, I, I really don't enjoy watching porn. And I think that's, Knowing the trauma that they've well, been through. Well, but wouldn't you say then it's kind of a blessing in the skies, if you it, will, it, it, Tom, it, it, it that, that you're it is. out of this world. Maybe they did you a, a great favor. It, 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 it is, but I'm a pretty vindictive person. Oh, revenge. It, That's got, the beginning that of this part. episode. So, well, what would you like to do? What's your, I mean, I, yeah. don't want, I don't want you to tell us your plan for revenge. But no, no, I, have... I, I, I believe in system that if you wait long enough and, and if you if you are honest and and then and I believe that maybe maybe I should have texted Kevin but like he pissed me in with John's Leslie stuff I didn't have his number anymore I had his number in my old phone but the phone that I had that day I didn't have it and I just thought I had a good news for her oh here's the thing I forgot to tell his wife was in Chicago just happened to be there because her dad was passing from um her, her whose wife uh, um, whose dad um Kevin Moore's wife that this Shazia girl her dad. Her, her dad was like sick with cancer or something. Uh-huh. So I feel bad for her. And um, I've been asking so much Russell Peter tickets. Like his his older brother and his assistant getting tired of me. Keep asking free tickets for other people. Because they're not cheap tickets. Yeah. But I asked Russell because Russell's dad died from cancer too. And he know what it is. Like when his dad was dying from cancer, they drove from Toronto to Philadelphia every weekend for treatment. Yeah. It was a couple of years before he had a big. Yeah. yeah. So he, yes, he's hot. She's hot. But the cancer part was the part that he was doing me a favor. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So my friend's doing me this favor and giving him tickets. Maybe, maybe I should have waited next day and got your number from somebody and did it. But my intention was good. My intention was always good, and for oh, them, yeah. to, for, I, I don't for, doubt it for a second, man. I don't doubt for, it for them to do that. So, uh, and one, one, one critical thing: they they point me fingers, saying I don't behave this way and this and that, and they can't control me. I don't know why the fuck they need to control me. I always did my work way beyond anybody in the office, and even they will admit that. Yeah. Um, but um, 
Oh, fuck. I'm getting old. What was the point I was trying to tell you? Um, but Yoshi, let me just go on from this yeah. tangent. Is that we saw what happened. Let me put it this way. It might be time. How long ago did this happen? This happened in February. February, yeah. Okay, so now we're in, what is this, almost December. It's December, yeah. And, um, you know, you held on to the resentment that you had with your yeah. stepmom, and you beat the shit out of her. Yeah. She got in the hospital for three months. You're no longer allowed to go back to Japan. That ended... No, 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 I'm allowed. I okay, I but just, let's I say... Just he... want to, I want to have to get out. <laughs> right, but maybe you don't want to go back <laughs> yeah. for obvious reasons, and that's I, how I that think, ended. I, think, well, I know, I know. I think Do you understand I, what I'm saying? Think, like, uh, it, it might be time to put this behind you and put it to and rest. I, and I am going to. Yeah. Uh, here, here's the deal. Even with all that shit that they told me, I let it go. Yeah. I let it go. Even when I found out Adam said stuff about me that wasn't true. Even I even let it go when Sarah lied about me and, and she lied about me supporting me. And I even let it go when the HR person, Gloria Small, when I uh, when she said completely lied to the unemployment person. I almost didn't get my fucking unemployment. And two, when I asked Gloria Small, HR person, help with the problem with kids, three months after I, I talked to her, three or four months after I talked to her, she told me, go to Sarah, supervisor's office, she had a surprise for me. So I walk into the office, and two, two of Sarah's, my supervisor, kid, jump on me, right? I got bitten by one of them. Other one's grabbing by the leg, and her head is right by my balls. And, like, that's not cool. If I fall on then they go to the hospital, and they ask what happened. I don't want to be part of that right. shit. So right. I even, even with all that shit, I let it go. The, my last straw was... Kevin Moore talking to my coworker about something, and all of a sudden he brought my name and said, "If I ever see Yoshi, he's in physical danger, and I think he said something about he's gonna kick my ass and stuff like that." Like you motherfucker, I let it go. It, it finally got back to me. Like I yeah. let it go. I moved on, and he's bothering my fucking friends. That's why I want to give some recording a record of what they did, and that's it. I'm just I'm oh, gonna, I see. Yeah. So next time they do bullshit, they, it, it won't be easy for them because Christian Man tried to text me and contact me. I'm not going to fucking talk to you. There's right. No, there's no upside. But I want there to be a record. So there is a record now. Yes. You, you have a record. It's in the world. But yes. now you also know it's time. It's better for you, for your own mental, physical, yeah. just happiness and well-being to put some of this aside. And just, it's going to take time. I'm going to. I know, I know. I, but you know that that's mm-hmm. like you don't want to just you don't want to think about this and let it consume you every day. Yeah. But yeah, you know? and, and, and in Yoshi's defense, I totally get it. Being fired, especially wrongfully, is yeah. probably one of the it's most traumatizing. traumatizing, depressing. It shatters you. It it really fucks with you for a long time. But even then, it's uh, devastating. It's devastating. And I I get it. Even then, I'm okay. It's just this lies. Right, the lies. The but lies sweetie, are lies. But listen, Yoshi, who are you dealing with? Are you dealing with the, the uh, academic staff at UCLA? No. No. Are you dealing with Nobel laureates? No. You're dealing with fucking the porn industry. Yeah. So there, it's made up of people that are maybe less than morally yeah. uh, upstanding. So you have to understand. Consider There's the source. There's a lot of manipulation. No, consider the right. source of where this is coming from. Yeah. And are you better than that? Just like the, you know, when you say, "Oh, people make Asian jokes," I rise above it because I don't want them to let them know they yeah. got. And I don't give a shit about that. But, well, right. why, but, but wait, wait, but why would you give a shit about what these scumbags, if they are scumbags, because, are saying about you? What do you fucking care if a bunch of scumbags? Be, because, that's be, 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 because I give them 
my hard nine years. Right. But and, then uh, now you know not to give scumbags yeah. your fucking nine years. Fuck can scumbags. I, can I tell you just one more thing? That I'm done with it. Yoshi, you got to be done with this. You got to burn this yeah. after you're done. This is not healthy. <laughs> I'm going to put it on eBay. Now, um, one last thing. I, I, gave John, I told John about this. And I and he's just one of those guys. Don't you're still back on John? We what do we no, just fucking say, no, but, Yoshi? But, but, this but, is, he wants this to is make bananas. another point. He wants but, to make you another need, point. You need to hear this. One, okay, this, one point, one and we're done with this because <laughs> yes, this, this can't go on for your own good. One more thing. So, um, there's several incidents where a, girl, a person perform underage with a fake ID. It's not our job to figure out if they're correct IDs, right? So they perform underage. We didn't know it. These people sometimes come back when they turn 18 with the correct IDs. Well, oh, it's the same wow. person with two different IDs. So I went to the management. This person's underage. We need to get their movie. Instead of doing the right thing, what Evil Angel did in the past, make multiple copies of the fake IDs, made that person look like 18. And I told that to the HR person, mm-hmm. the supervisor, GM, didn't give a shit. They just didn't want to have anything to do with it. My, my, the reason I'm telling you, I... I, I didn't want to tell Staliano, my yeah. boss, yeah. when I was working for him because I didn't want to talk behind the GM even though I didn't like the guy. I gave him at least that much of a respect. When I lost my job, that's one of the last things I told John. He said, don't worry about it. Why am I upset? Because ultimately, he doesn't care. He's not going to do the right thing because pornographer, these pornographers' attitude, I know how they think. Their attitude is like if they're 16, 17, porn, they were going to do it anyway. Yeah, Maybe there's some. Maybe there's right. some. Right, they're pornographers and they're scum. That's the point. Yeah. Maybe they have a point, but this is a part that's just so disappointing with Evil Angel because he's pretend like he's very principled. The people who bought those movies trusted John Stelliano that what they bought was gross with men, definitely eighteen years oh, older. Well, that's definitely obvious. Yes, yes, yes. But he doesn't give a shit because the consumers. Some of the movie have underage kids. Yeah, I think what's fucked up about that point, because mm-hmm. that seems like a little different than what we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. And none of my coworkers didn't give a shit, but it, it bothered me. Well, I understand yeah. why it bothers you, but it also, um, that's the kind of thing where it sounds like, you know, you could be talking about a real legal issue yeah. at that point, right? I mean, having yeah, but, underage you know, performers. Again, that's, you know, that's, that's what makes this whole machine go. Like, do we, when you log on and you, beat it to some girl are you worried about her you know what i'm saying like yeah. as consumers of this shit like you're it's like to, you're, it's you're, like it's like saying i'm sick of britney spears but then you buy the the us weekly that she's in yeah right. so we're all contributing to the problem like no, but at what point no 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 um, i i am part of that because i'm not gonna lie to you if i see a picture of naked 17 year old girls just being the nastiness or wrongness mm-hmm. as, as somebody who watched a lot of porn that that's more enticing than regular stuff. I'm not gonna lie to you because I've been in business for so long. long no, right, I'm, I'm, right. You're right you your, know? Yeah, yeah. Because one of the things that I'm relieved of not being in porno business because that business will take you places that you really don't want to go and think about. Yeah. You know, for for John Stalliana's wife used to tell me things like she was talking about one of the directors like liking girls with puffy nipples. And, like she told me that like okay whatever I know that too and she goes. Because, you know, Isabella's having puffy nipples, too. Like, I, why, why are you telling me about your nine-year daughter's puffy nipples? Ugh, I don't want to know. Yeah, to to a creepy know. Asian guy. Yeah, I don't want to know. Which is redundant. Um, so, so, so I'm relieved. That's the biggest relief. Like, I still, you know, check what's going on in porn and stuff like that, but I'm not part of it. And yeah. I, don't, I don't really have to think about it because I don't see people like that anymore. Good. But, 
Yeah. Now, hey, and good riddance, and this is the new Yoshi. It's new 2013 Yoshi. almost. Next thing you know, it next year I'm working gay porn company for sure. <laughs> you be well. Listen, lesson learned. Yeah, and I think the big and you did invest some time with these people in your life, yeah. and I think the lesson is no more. Yeah, no more of these scum fucks. And can I tell you something? Yeah, when you refuse to lay down with dogs, because when you lay down with dogs, you get the fleas, right? Yeah. When you say no more laying down with yeah. dogs, you know what happens? You lay down with better dogs, with yeah. better people, okay? When you refuse to deal with the scum yeah. fucks in the world, the good people will come. But it's only until you say no to what you don't want more yeah. of. And I'm serious. Yeah. I dealt with shady. I used to do terrible clubs associated with terrible comedians. And the minute I said no more, I'm fucking done. It'll take a minute for the universe yeah. to rearrange itself. But when it does, the good stuff comes in. You, know, you have to let it happen. You have to say no. And, and and I think working in adult business, it just made me think, like, every time I see my friends with daughters. Leave, yeah, leave. I, I, because I just see the worst scenario. Of course. How girls are treated like that, you know? Jesus, yeah. man. Jesus Christ. Oh, is it time? It's time. We haven't done one of these in a while. Wow. Yoshi... Glad that you're here. Um, I'm very happy to be here. It is time for a dental update, my friend. Um, all our listeners know that music means it's teeth time. <laughs> Wait, speaking of, we need to go to the dentist. We got to go. We're, it, here we are preaching what to do. Yeah. It's been over a year since I've had a cleaning. Really? Now, I floss daily and I brush a lot, but that's not enough. There's no substitute for professional This month. Cleaning. Let's do it. Make the call. Yoshi's. Set the appointment up. Now. Yeah. Did you just have some weird shit, some real shit go down with your teeth? Uh, yes. Um, what happened? I went to Europe, Dubai, and Afghanistan over, okay. the, over the summer. So a couple of days before my trip. What did you go for, first of all? Um, work in Scandinavia and Europe. Mm-hmm. It was comedy. But I was visiting my friends in Dubai. And I know this sounds really silly, but I went to Kabul, Afghanistan for vacation mm-hmm. for like 10 days. It's wonderful. Eight days, sorry. The rocks, the sand, the sun. Beautiful. So no electricity, the goats, the burkas. Yeah. Hold on, I got to take a whiz. I'm going to bring you another beer. You want a beer? Yes, please. You want to pause for a second? Anything? More vino. Uh, we can take a break. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, you want to take that? a break? Yeah, yeah we got to piss. We got to reset the decks. Let's yeah. do it. Okay, All take right. a break. All right. Sorry. I still, no, we drink too I, much I, alcohol. I have European story, but I think we've been. Hey guys, so that was part one Whoa. of the Yoshi episode, and uh, pretty interesting stuff, and there's even crazier shit that's going to happen. We're going to release the second part of this episode on Friday, so you don't have to press your jeans and worry about them all week long. You're going to get the second half of this episode on Friday with even more revelations and crazier, crazier stuff. Yoshi style, man. <laughs> Big time Yoshi styles. Yeah, so... Thanks for listening, and um, just two more days. And you know what? The, you know what they could do if you want to guarantee you get it in two days. What? Subscribe on oh. iTunes, rate, review, yeah. and subscribe, and pull your jeans up up over your head. <laughs> All right. So, see you in a couple of days, That's guys. That's it. Thank you, mommies. Yeah. Okay. The Jizza Tony Touch Classic. You know what I'm saying? 
the head one time. Blaze up on y'all one time real fast. Do, do the mix you know on that shit. Make it, make it a record Word real quick. Do your thing. Yeah, hook it up. Make it a record. Get down. I take y'all niggas straight beneath the surface to the core. If it ain't raw, it's worthless. Pen tab professional. Hold ink. Wild river raps fall off the raft and sink. Tony let a brother touch, 20 bar rush. The way we push through equivalent, the rocket thrust. A lot just, I laid for the mixtapes. Quick the Quaker label me. The sound came out of rustic crate. Surrounded by cobwebs, beat smooth enough to slide through like bobsleds. On a cold white snow, plus with the right flow. Wu Tang niggas, they shine and make the mic glow. You killing no gorilla in with all that screw facing. Pacing back and forth with that savage. Stop. Whether plugged in or plugged out, I ain't good, mother thugged out. Blooded or blood out, someone's bugged out. Might look at you and slice you. Buck with the face, do with the same of a Mikey swoop. Who the fuck you think let y'all wild niggas in? Allow you to put down your guns and raise your pen. Ruler zigzag zig, we don't fuck with no pig. We teach the kids, you'd rather have a bullet or a word to your wig Motivates increases, pull the holes the size of 50 cent pieces Don't worry about the weed or pussy, I read books I'm liable to make your king with three books You see the rude devil, you raise the black fist Maybe Tony touched Concord, needed was scratch this The ice cube link you bought from the Jew for 80 G's Was only appraised at 42 Gaze the palm by the eyes of multitude Of people who would trade gold for food I heard boys had killed more than nuclear wars had Was three sons Walk around dressed in all red. Probably did you said if you ever in comfort alarm beats, break my son's doc through in crisis with a nice piece. Penetrate on mixtape with the legislation. Illustrate constant elevation. Spark friction. Short shank, golden on redemption. Endorsed by the master inscription signature. Top, mind off a dock, style of attack. It's like Hannibal rolling on elephant's back. Pack a long barrel, busting off strong ammo. My light's so vast, I cast 20 foot shadows. First family, fifth capo. Micro to macro, loaded in your head, play it back. Act slow, act like you know this is no drill. Murderous rap, reveal, going for kill. On these New York City sidewalks, we walk, camouflage, dodging the eyes of the hawk. Can I sport, toting the fifth, sliding off? My live source moving across with brute force. Blood sport, many more heads face the blade. Fakers must fade, the stakes have now raised. Words of murder, suspense and intrigue. Make major league niggas show signs of fatigue. My killer bees span wider than seven seas. Squeeze on MCs with bullet train speed. Tony's Touch, create more gold than Midas Your highness, all in your head like your hairstylist Frosty mugs, big ringleaders, top secret thug Lampin' and teeters on and thaw with the murder glove Bow to the town, devilish grin, look peculiar Swung on his faggot, knocked the windows out of Sylvia's Tim's got stuffed up, my ankles got sprang, that's my word To every single seat, I smack flames Stat down his base out of teachings of Elijah Thrown out the temple, not colliding with the father Nicknames pudding, Clarence 13X before the Will Smiths And the limelights of Cuba Gooding Lost in the cosmos, exploding through a quasar, be ducking pulsars again and stay still be the gods. Tony Tots, Tony Tots, word out. Big face, ghost in the fact.